Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you have enjoyed a podcast from a couple of weeks ago with Kim Brophy. I just had such a good time with that one. Did you sort of geek out a little? I did. It was really a lot of fun. It was just, it's been a long time since I've really sat down and talked with colleagues. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was so refreshing. And I can't wait to do it again. You're definitely rejuvenated afterwards, I could tell. Yeah, it really was. uh, Not that I don't, I mean, I love having a conversation with you, but, you know, having a conversation with colleagues that are on the same page is really nice. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm hoping to have more colleagues on the podcast for 2022. That means less work for you. Um, well. Are you going to miss it? I mean, just getting rid of me. It's fine. Actually, I think our our listeners would be like, no. You I don't know about that. Brittany. I don't know. They I may, think people really love having you on here. They may be okay with the break. With the break. I mean, the break up or just the break. We're breaking up. We're not breaking up. I'm just kidding. No, you're going to be a regular. But sometimes we'll have a special guest. Not that you're not special, but I'm going to really, just move on. You really don't have to keep validating and affirming me. It's good. I'm, I'm just, good. you know, I just really? want you to know. I just want you to know how much you're wanted and loved and I'm appreciated good. on this podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. So what are we uh, what are we diving into today? Well, I meant to do this before the Thanksgiving holiday, but it just got too busy. And I think having the uh, episode play for a couple of weeks was good. We've had a lot of downloads for that one. Mm-hmm. But I've, um, you know, this will still be good for a Christmas holiday. But I want to talk about basic car rides, car sickness, motion sickness in dogs, oh. or even just anxiety of riding in the car. Well, I mean, we over Thanksgiving had quite uh, the practice with riding in cars with dogs. Yes. So I picked up a little dog to see if he would work with our family. Uh, He was nine. He sat in a little um, booster seat Mm because he was only like 15 pounds. He rode. He was awesome. 
He just slept. He was great. He, and he'd just look up and around every now and then. And- yeah, he was really good. No problems whatsoever. Isabella. This pause. I, I know, right? <laughs> so Isabella, as you all know by this point, our Border Collie mix, that really belongs to Britt. And by the way, that dog that I tried out for the family did not work out. But he is precious. He is precious, but he just did not work out for us. Uh, But Isabella had a little bit of a rough go. She's used to riding in the car. Mm -hmm. uh, Because you take her quite a bit. We put put her in a harness and a seatbelt. Yeah. I I think what I learned about this trip, because I've mentioned this before, about working on her whining in the car. Yes. And I really just thought she was just being an annoying brat. Yeah, anxious to get somewhere. Yeah, like... She's excited being a pain in my ass. Yeah. As it turns out, after six hours of driving from Nashville to North Carolina, it occurred to me that she has anxiety in the car. And it occurred to me whenever she tried to back up the seat to get into the uh, back windshield. She tried to back up, like climb up it with her back legs. Yes. And was trying... First time I've ever seen her do this, like actually get try to get out of the harness. And that's when it occurred to me that she's not whining to be a jerk. She actually is anxious in the car. And But her anxiety, I think, she does not like being hot. That, that's true. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of her anxiety comes from. Because, you know, when she gets hot in the house, she wants outside just to lay on the ottoman. That resonates with me, though, because when I get hot, I also get anxious. I think that was her thing because, you know, when she gets in the back window, it's cool. Mm -hmm. That glass is cool. Um, She's quiet when the window's down. Also not safe, folks. Don't let your dog ride back there. No, please don't. Sometimes she unhooks her seatbelt and she would step on it, crawls up there. Yeah, and it would unhook. And 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 there's not much I can do about it going 80 down the interstate. It's, I think that for her having air, and, and I think what one of the things that we learned was roll the window down, let her stick her head out the window, um, turn the heat up really high so that we don't freak out and freeze. Because <laughs> it was 30 degrees. It was 30 degrees. Um, once she cooled off, though, she would lay down, and as long as you kept the window open for a while, she would fall asleep, and then you could roll it up. Yeah. And then she would sleep until she woke up, right? I think that it was more of a heat thing, not necessarily a I get car sick thing. Right. She's never gotten sick in the car. No. Which doesn't mean you don't have motion sickness. Right. Um, and that's what I kind of want to talk about is I know a lot of people say, well, I want a dog that can ride with me. My dog doesn't like the car. You know, there are a lot of reasons why dogs don't like to ride in the car. You know, I jokingly always ask when somebody says, you know, my dog is having problems, doesn't want to get in the car. Um, and, you know, he seems to be uncomfortable riding in the car. My first question is, well, what kind of driver are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, if you are a driver that is stop and go, slamming on brakes, punching the gas, uh, taking curves quickly, your dog may not enjoy riding with you. I, that makes me think <laughs> this is so long ago. I, I worked um, for a company and there was dog transport involved. And I remember we had a certain driver. Every single time he drove, the dogs would throw up in the crates. And, you know, if someone else drove, they were fine. And so I rode along one day, (laughs) and uh, I understood exactly why. I actually had to have him pull over. Because you threw up. So I had to get sick. 
And so, yeah, that's a valid question. It really is. What kind of driver are you? Yeah. I mean, I don't think people think about that because, you know, when you're when you're driving and you're holding the wheel, you don't really feel that movement as much, right? You've, you've braced yourself and you're controlling the movement. I think that passengers, I can't really ride in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could probably on the interstate, but I could barely ride in the front seat in those mountains with you driving. Hey, I've been driving those mountains a long time. Yes, and you don't get sick when you're driving. Um, my whole, that was, I did good. I didn't really get, I actually never really felt nauseous. You did really good, which they opened up and made some four lanes, which has helped <laughs> in the Appalachian Mountains. But I do think that you have to think about the passengers of your car, including your four-legged one. Um, especially when they're up on four legs, they're looking out the window, they're moving around. I think that if you're a bad driver, maybe a crate would be better, you know, or a seatbelt that kind of keeps them in a position of, of a prone position. I do think that we have to really consider when we're driving that we need to be respectful of our dogs and not just throw them around the car. Right. You know, um, and of course, car safety is important. If you do not use a seatbelt with your dog in the car, please do. Um, or a crate. Or a crate, but even a crate can get thrown out. Well, and here's, know. here's I'm going to throw this out there, not not an affiliate or anything and not getting a kickback for this, but um, Gunner Kennels, they are five-star crash test rated. So if you are going to travel with your yes. dog in a kennel, if they're comfortable being in a crate, get one of those. They have saved lives, dogs' lives. So. If you're going to use a kennel, make sure it's one that's designed for a car. Yeah, I think a majority of the handlers, dog handlers that I would see at search and rescue seminars had those nice crates. Um, I mean, they're pricey, but they're, they're very pricey. Yeah, but they would have them like built they're in. They're worth they it. Would, yeah. I mean, they were solid crates. Yeah. I was always too cheap. But they're indestructible. <laughs> and then if you yeah. are going to do a seatbelt, make sure it's one that has the strength to, yes. and a harness. Yes, you you can't just do any harness. You can't do just any seatbelt attachment. You really do want to do a little research. Um, I used to have some really good recommendations. Uh, We do use a Kurgo harness and the Kurgo seatbelt attachment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are uh, the right tensile strength. Um, I know that Rough Rider, that used to be one of the big ones that I loved. um, And they were also the tensile strength Mm -hmm. of um, actually above and beyond, which is around 6,000 pounds, I think is what it was. But you definitely, and there, I know there are a lot of people with cars that don't have a room for a crate. Right. So, right. but definitely having a seatbelt attachment is going to be the best thing. And that's, the, that's kind of the first that you want to think about. Um, and I, I would say that if you have an opportunity, don't feed your dog if you're going to go for, you know, a big ride. Um, maybe just a little bit, you know, a few treats here or there. But I wouldn't give them a big meal before get them, getting them in the car. And that's just in general. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even gotten to the part of dogs that <laughs> like make it car anxiety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that have anxiety. That's just kind of general. General car safety. Yes. So, but let's talk about, because I do know a lot of dogs do get anxious in the car. And, and sometimes that is uh, because they never go anywhere fun. Mm-hmm. That when they're in the car, they're either being boarded, groomed. Or vet, right? So they don't really have a lot of positivity in the car. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening is that car becomes a cue that something negative is going to happen. Um, Whereas a lot of dogs that are used to riding, um, and I know that my last two Rotties, they, well, actually my last three Rotties, they traveled with me constantly. So from puppy, uh, poor Double D, when I got hurt eight weeks, the first three weeks we were on the road going to seminars. Mm-hmm. So she was, 
you know, first three weeks, she was riding in the truck um, in a crate. But um, some of these dogs just don't have a positive association. Right. Uh, with that, I would say that you can make positive associations by taking them fun places. That's easy. Okay. Taking them just for adventures, even if it's going through a drive through Right. If you go through a drive through a lot of times they have little you pup, know, cups. pup cups or something. That can be a positive association for your dog. You know, take your kid or take your dog to pick up your kid at school. Just for them to be like anticipating uh, seeing their best buddy. That's a positive association. Um, so there are ways that you can do that. Um, but I really want to get into car sickness. Okay. Um, which I think a lot of anxiety comes from car sickness. It does not mean that a dog is going to throw up. Uh, there's been plenty of times I've had car sickness and I've not thrown up, mm-hmm. um, but I have other symptoms of it. Uh, so some of the things that um, dogs really will exhibit, um, a couple of signs, I would say. Panting, heavy panting. Um, that is absolutely a sign of stress. Um, and especially if uh, the tongue is not swollen. So if the dog gets hot and he's been running around, his tongue's going to swell and he's going to be panting. Um, but dogs that are stressed are going to have kind of a normal sized tongue and that, that's going to have some stress panting with that. And you're probably going to have some maybe even dilated pupils, um, maybe hard eyes, things like that. Uh, some of the very simple ones, though, if your dog drools, that is a telltale sign that the dog is probably nauseous. Um, drooling can also be from stress, but obviously that stress comes from nausea. Yeah. Um, whining, which Isabella is, oh my goodness. Some dogs are vocal and they're going to vocalize a little bit more, you know, but if you're getting these things from your dogs, start looking a little bit deeper. Um, you've got obviously vomiting. If your dog vomits, obviously there's some car sickness there. Or anxiety can cause nausea. You've got um, yawning. The dog is yawning constantly. That's a calming signal. And they can use that to calm themselves. But have you ever been nauseous where you just keep yawning? No. Okay, so that is a a human sign as well. Really? of, Of nausea is yawning excessively. Well, look at me learning something. Obviously drooling is to can be as well yeah but, salivating um, heavily yeah. yeah so you know sometimes i mean i know yawning is used kind of as a stress reliever in humans i didn't realize that it went along with as someone nausea. as someone who's had chronic <laughs> issues my entire life with nausea i can tell you all and car sickness i can tell you all about this <laughs> yawning is and it's the worst because it's just like you can't stop even if you're not tired I think it really is your probably your body. I don't know the scientific reason for it, but maybe your body trying to calm something down. I've heard it's something about getting more oxygen it could to be the brain yeah. or oxygen into just the system for just help with calmness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about it. When we start to have like a panic attack, you know, and you're starting to breathe, you put your put a bag and you, <laughs> you know, you're sucking in the air to get that relief. Yeah. I've also. Uh, had friends who have like oxygen machines just handy for what not because they need them, but either a friend or family member is an EMT or something where they've been hung over and super sick and they've done like oxygen and it's helped relieve the nausea. Huh? Anyway, sorry. Sidetrack there. No, that's fantastic. Something to look into. I don't know the 
science of that, but yeah. So we should get oxygen masks for our dogs in the car. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go that far. I'm just saying that yawning is, it's. Well, I mean, think about like when we don't feel good sign. in the car, we crack the window for fresh air. Yeah. Or you just don't right. feel good in general. You go outside. Yeah. You go outside. So it, I think that does have a lot. Uh, so having a window cracked would be a good thing if your dog is sick. But we'll get into some of the things that we can do with that. Yeah, sorry. Didn't um, mean no, to that was get good. you sidetracked there. No, I think that's good. People need to know that. Somebody somebody that's listening going, oh, hell, I had a hangover last week. I should go get some oxygen. So don't you? Oh, I mean, they've got those like <laughs> hydration clinics now. Yes, they do. Just get an IV and then be on your way. Right. Or you can just drink a bunch of water beforehand. And don't drink as much. Okay, right. I know, like you can prevent it, but whatever. I haven't had hangover. I ain't judging. I haven't had hangover in years. I mean, years and years and years. If yeah, it's been a long time. I might have been tired. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I may have been tired because y'all kept me up too late. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm also, I'm also not as old as I'm gonna be. But you know, I'm just saying. Anyway. Drink a lot of water. Anyway, okay. So some more things that you want to look at, um, excessive lip licking, which is going to a lot of times come along with some drooling or excessive uh, salivization. Salivization? It's Makeup (laughs) Words Tuesday with Nikki. All right. We should probably do that on Monday. So it's Makeup Words on Monday. So it has that M in there. Whatever. All right. Makeup Words on Wednesday. Anyway, (laughs) excessive salivating. Um. I still feel like that's not the right word. Oh, well, we're going to keep going. Um, trembling and shaking. So if your dog shakes or trembles in the car, that's also um, a sign. And then once a dog starts to feel anxious, and they can feel anxious just because of neg- uh, the negative association, but they can also feel anxious because of the upset stomach. Um, and if they have had um, an upset stomach in riding over time, again, we have a negative association. And so obviously a clear sign is if your dog doesn't want to get in the car, that is a clear sign. However, I know a lot of dogs who will get car sick, but will still jump in the car because it's worth getting car sick for the destination. Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't want to miss out. But if a dog doesn't want to get in the car and they've been getting in the car, more than likely we've got some anxiety issues, either a negative association or not feeling good. If a dog just is not jumping in the car, we have to look at age and then look at some physical attributes to see if the dog is having any hip in you know, issues is the word I'm looking for. Goodness, y'all, I'm not even drinking. Maybe I'm trying to get through this quickly so I can make a margarita. Um, but have maybe hip issues, knee issues, or they just don't know where their back feet are. Mm. And dogs have to kind of be taught where their back feet are. But we're not going to talk about how to get your dog in the car because it's hard to talk it through. Um, maybe I'll, I'll try to get a video soon and put it on our Patreon page. Um, because it is, I do have a lot of clients that have problems with their dogs getting into the car. Mm -hmm. But we always, again, look at the physical ailments first. So um, once you know that, then we can start to kind of say, okay, what can we do to help our dog feel better? Um, I think a crate is a good way to try. Um, Obviously a seatbelt, having somewhere for the dog to be very comfortable, Um, opening some windows, cracking windows. I think that could um, really help out. So <laughs> we had this gnat. We're just going sidetrack everywhere tonight. We have this gnat that keeps flying around in our room, but it just finally died because it landed in Britt's wine glass. It died happy. It died happy. So, so I had to just look at her face as she was 
Like, what is that? Anyway, you good? You mm-hmm. sure? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So having some some good places for your dog to, to you know, be comfortable, make sure that it is comfortable. Uh, don't expect a large dog to sit in a bucket seat and be comfortable, right? You might want to get um, some type of um, hammock to go in. They have the dog hammocks that go in your seats. So something that's comfortable for the dog. But we need to deal with the sickness itself. Luckily, there's a lot of different medication and not a lot of different things that you can use to um, assist your dog. Now, even though we might have to use medication to get our dog to feel okay stomach-wise, it's going to take some time to change the association mentally. It's you know I like to explain it to those people that if you spent two weeks with a stomach flu or a stomach virus um, and you couldn't eat anything or you got sick every time you ate, you could get cured of the stomach virus, but now mentally you have to think, okay, I can eat and I'm not going to get sick. So it's changing that mental aspect once you get that physical taken care of. That makes sense. Right. So some of the things that they have out there uh, that you can, and obviously talk to your veterinarian because there are a lot of medications, but there's also some supplements that you can use. Um, Siliquin is one that's out there that is used a lot for, um, you know, motion sickness and car sickness. Ginger, you know, give your dog a little ginger cookie. Um, I'm sure there's probably ginger products out there that are made for dogs, but you could probably just use some regular ginger, uh, ginger cookie or something 30 minutes before. Uh, you may want to, you know, ask your veterinarian, obviously, before you do any of these, but uh, or do your own research. Um, the Adaptil collar, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people are using that Adaptil collar, which is a calming collar. What it kind of it has, um, so it uses pheromones. So you know the Adaptil um, plug-in that has pheromones. It's supposed to be calming. Oh, so they have them in yeah. a collar. So that is something you can use to help your dog feel a little bit more relaxed. Do you think that's effective? I do. Okay. I think that sometimes it's going to need more because if a dog can feel calm, but they're not in control of how motion makes them feel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So sometimes you have to deal with the issue of the motion sickness and the mental aspect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just the mental aspect if they're not having any of the physical ailments of nausea. So adaptive collar would be good there. And some dogs may get anxious of riding just because maybe they've been newly adopted and they've never ridden in a car. Right. It's not a motion sickness issue. But uh, there's a um, another supplement out there called Composure. You can use Rescue Remedy, uh, which they just had the, the you know, Bach Flower Essence Rescue Remedy. Just kind yeah. of an all-in-one. You can use that for a lot of things. I have used Composure. Have you? With uh, Jake and Dayan for storm phobias. Oh, Okay. Um, I and I, y'all. I live in this house, and I didn't even know. I that. could be wrong about um, them having different products, but this one in particular is is a natural calming one. Um, yeah, I learned about it. I was house sitting for some friends, and they use it with their golden retrievers uh, during storms. Oh, okay. There like, you go. Oh, hey, I'll get. Th-. And as our dogs were aging, they started getting storm phobias, so I started using that with them, and it works. Okay, so that's one. Maybe, I mean, not, probably not with every dog, but it, you know, if mild phobias. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely try that out. You can take some lavender. 
like you can put a little lavender in the uh you know rub it on the paws you can put lavender in a diffuser in the car uh, don't overwhelm the dog so you don't need as much as you think that you need because remember their smell is so much better than ours i mean obviously you can use cbd oil which is something that we you know recommend quite a bit if you have a dog who is truly getting motion sickness you're probably going to want to talk to your veterinarian about some medicine um, and if you're taking them places, you probably don't want to use the motion sickness uh, medication that's going to cause them to be drowsy. Now, if you're going for a long trip, that'd be great, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Benadryl, Dramamine, <laughs> something just kind of chill them out. But Benadryl is not for nausea, so keep that in mind. So if your dog is truly having um, motion sickness, that Benadryl is not going to do it, but it can help them calm, um, you know, just for a quiet ride which I prefer that over doing harsh medications if I can. Like Ace. Um, right. A lot of, I remember Ace Promazine was one of the go-tos mm-hmm. um, if somebody was taking them for a long car ride. Um, but there are medications specifically for uh, motion sickness. And Serenia is, I think, one of the newer ones that, uh, that you can get from your veterinarian. And Meclizine. Uh, Meclizine is a lifesaver. It's also uh, for vertigo in humans. As someone who has a y'all, this I, is like this. I promise about you. I promise this is not about me, and I promise I am not like well, this falling right apart here. Uh, Meclizine uh, is you know for inner ear issues, as far as like uh, balance, equilibrium. That would make sense, you know, yeah, to use for a dog. Absolutely. And so these are, and these are that's why it works so well for uh, motion sickness. And when these are medications that the dog doesn't have to stay on, they are as needed. Yeah, it's right? a, it's it's really good for that. Yeah. So from know, a human standpoint, anyway. <laughs> and if they don't make the dog drowsy, that's what we really want to go for. And I think that the majority of these you'll have to give thirty minutes prior to your ride. But again, talk to your veterinarian about it. Don't be afraid to get your dog something to help with that nausea because uh, it can't be comfortable, right? They want to go somewhere, but they get sick every time they go. That's not any fun. Um, and that limits a lot of enrichment. Yeah. Right. So make sure that you are working with your veterinarian to get some medication for your dog. Now, if it's just anxiety, they can still give you some medication, anti-anxiety medication like Xanax. Um, but again, going with some more natural supplements, I would go that route for anxiety. But if you have the motion sickness, you're going to, you're going to really need to, to talk to your veterinarian and get something for your dog because that's going to be rough. Yeah. That's going to be rough. Um, if you are having problems getting your dog in the car, first thing is again, ask those questions. Why? Don't just assume your dog's being a jerk, your dog's being stubborn or whatever the case may be. You need to ask questions. Why? Is it a, you're a bad driver? <laughs> is it, um, they have a negative association or is it because they get motion sickness, therefore create a negative association? They get sick every time they get in the car. Uh, so ask questions. Don't just assume something about your dog. You know, you need to make sure that you're meeting your dog's needs and understanding that uh, they're always, they're, they're going to have some issues sometimes uh, and you need to help them out. But there are plenty of things that you can do to help with uh, car sickness. So if you're planning on traveling for Christmas, um, go ahead and, and call your vet. Don't wait till last minute. If you think your dog has car sickness issues, 
be sure uh, to talk to your vet about it and, you know, ask about these medications. Um, ask for the Serenia, um, and that's with a C, and then the uh, Meclizine. Um, so those are some meds, and of course, Benadryl and Dramamine are on there, and those are typically over the counter, uh, but the others would have to be from your veterinarian. But you need to talk to your vet about dosage with those. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't, Always don't uh, talk be to your vet about that. your dog on Benadryl. That's right. That's right. I mean, Benadryl is pretty safe, but let's not do that. Um, and keep in mind that Benadryl can sometimes cause a dog to be hyperactive. It doesn't always calm dogs down. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so you'll nef- definitely want to try it before you try to go for a ride. Um, and, of course, if you are traveling with your dog, um, you know, I know that Brett can drive an eight-hour trip and never stop. <laughs> I am not like that. I have to go to the restroom. Think about your dog. Being cramped up in that space uh, can sometimes be overwhelming. So try to make maybe a couple pit stops for a little bit longer, uh, you know, instead of just running into the bathroom, filling up with gas and getting back on the road. Take the time to maybe stop at a rest area for a good 10 or 15 minute walk for the dog, um, giving them some enrichment because that will also help settle them for the ride. Um, You can obviously give them some things to chew on, some positive things um, you know, like a frozen topple or a special chew bone that they have and they only get in the car. Um, but think about your dog. They're, they're not just going to be able to sit there and just ride the whole way um, without something. Um, even if that is sticking their head out the window, but please. And I have to say this because this drives me crazy when I see this. If you have a back seat, please put your dogs in the back seat where it's safer. If you do not have a back seat and you put your dogs in the front seat, please turn off your passenger airbag because an airbag will kill your dog um, if you have a, a wreck. If you're going to roll the window down to let your dog put his head out the window, please attach him to a seatbelt. I almost lost a dog uh, that one of my dogs uh, back when I was a teenager, a late teenager, uh, my dog was hanging out the window and she was in my lap. I was not driving. I was in the passenger seat and the driver took a turn and she went three quarters of the way out the window Yikes. and I barely caught her. Thank God she was long. <laughs> she was a long dog. Poor bandit. Yeah. Poor bandit. So please put your dog in a seatbelt um, if they're going to hang their heads out the window or please don't open the window up so much that they can get their whole body out or half of their body out because it only takes one little thing for your dog to get thrown out of the car. Oh, and hey, lock your windows, too. Yes. Bandit also rolled herself up in a window because I had not locked it. Well, Isabella rolled down the window in my mom's car in the back seat uh, last week. We were riding. Because it wasn't locked. She forgot to lock it. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the... She's like, I guess she's hot. She just rolled it down herself. Yeah. So learn from our mistakes. We're here to educate you (laughs) so you don't make the same mistakes. And if you're driving, please don't have a dog in your lap. Please, I have, we literally have witnessed a wreck in front of us where the dog was in the the driver's lap. The dog got stuck under the wheel and she couldn't turn the wheel and she was going around a curve and hit the wall, which then bounced her back across what, three, four lanes, four lanes, and then hit a rock wall and flipped the car. When she did that, the dog flew out of the car and went running down the interstate Luckily, everyone was okay. Yes, we were able to stop and that and poor help. little doggy got to sit in my lap. For yes, a while. and that dog probably will never want to get in a car again. So that could have been really dangerous. That, the dog could have been killed. Uh, she could have been killed. 
So please, I don't care if you're just going down the street. Anything can happen. Please do not ride in the car with your dog in your lap while you're driving. Also, if you wreck, the seatbelt will kill you both. Yep. It'll definitely kill the dog, but the dog might end up killing you because of all that weight. So... Now that we've just, you know, scared everybody to death. Well, Debbie Downers. I know. It's kind of pitiful, isn't it? Hope you guys have a great week. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Yes, I do hope you have a good week. But please keep all this stuff in mind. Um, As usual, we love you guys and we appreciate you. And we would love to hear from you. Um, Love to hear your thoughts on our last uh, episode. uh, Because I just, I'm still excited about that episode. And I still think that, that people really need to listen and and not only listen to my episode on it, but find anything. If you really uh, want to become a dog speak geek even more than you may already be, you need to listen to everything Kim Brophy does. And um, and because she has Beyond the Operant on YouTube, uh, which is also a podcast that she has with other colleagues, and it's great. Uh, you can just listen to that. And, and she's got a TED Talk, which is fantastic as well. But um, I think I put all that in the show notes i think yeah so yeah maybe i am still nerding out a little bit it's totally i am i'm I'm a dog speak geek i can't help it i like to create them as well um and of course you know if you really want to dive in deep to the dogs take her course the legs course it was phenomenal and i'm going to take it again out of girl a lot of information but anyway um i hope you guys do have a good week i hope you had a really good thanksgiving and i hope that you learned your lesson on not feeding your dog a bunch of Thanksgiving table scraps and not overfeeding them. Hopefully not learning a lesson because you got a dog with pancreatitis. Yes, just hopefully maybe the dog just puked on your rug and then you went, oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> let's be careful. Let's not do that at Christmas. So anyway, we'd love to hear from you guys. Holler at us. Make sure you follow us on, us, follow us on Instagram. Uh, Britt's been putting a lot of good things on there as far as our enrichment that she's been doing with Isabella. Um, so... Be sure and follow that. Check us out on Facebook. And we have some upcoming things. Uh, 2022 is going to be phenomenal. So be ready for that. Um, and uh, I guess that's all I got. You got anything there? No. no. All right, guys, get out there and work with your dogs. And um, look at them and ask them, what do you need from me? Do I need to be a better driver? <clears throat> do you need a little medication? What do you need? I'm here for you. Really get to know your dog and and understand that that relationship, the dog's counting on you. Uh, So make sure that that you're not just assuming they're being jerks, that they have a reason for whatever it is they're doing. Even though Isabella drove me crazy with the whining, I realized she was hot and didn't feel good. and, And she did better with the window down. And so we had a nice quiet ride home. A long quiet ride home. All right, you guys have a phenomenal... Bruce just sitting here like, I'm out of wine. Can you wrap this up? All right, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week.